Lousy. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Fly Sweet Podcast, partner with RaiderRamble.com. Head on over to RaiderRamble.com for all your Raider needs. On today's episode, we're going to be putting the bow on the Brady situation, giving our overall grade for free agency so far, and then our best time. But first things first, Jose, how's uh, how's the quarantine life tweet- treating you? <laughs> it was good last night because uh, I was able to get a nice little nice little warm feeling for my birthday yesterday. So it was a nice nice little enjoyment for once, but not really big on going out anyway. So I mean, quarantine. I guess I've been living the quarantine life for the last few years. Yeah. For well, first things first, happy belated. You know, Thank glad you. you uh, glad your quarantine life didn't get stop you from getting your uh, your drink on a little <laughs> bit. Celebrate. So long as yeah, Total I mean, Wine is open, so long as Total Wine is open, we're good. Which reminds me, have you ever have you ever checked that place out yet? Have no, you checked I, out? We Total? don't really have that offer. Ah, here. But damn, dude. Is that considered essential business right now? It, hey, they're still open. So yes, they are essential. <laughs> you know why? Because us, we need to get over these times, and what better way than by having a nice, good drink? You know, whatever yeah. your preference is, tequila, beer, a stout, you know, whiskey, vodka, whatever. They have it all. What better way than to get rid of the, get rid of this this pain, this suppressing feel, than by hitting the hooch once in a while? And by what I mean by once in a while, I mean frequently. <laughs> so let me ask you this: Did you get like a sponsorship deal that you didn't let me know about, and you're just you're just pumping out? Uh, hey, we should get it. We should get them. I would I would definitely rock a shirt. I love that place. <laughs> I go in there. It's like a kid in a candy store. It's like the adult candy store. I walk in there. I'm just like, this is a great place, man. These guys, these guys are awesome. <laughs> just nodding my head and so. <laughs> I feel you. I've honestly like it's like I'm. I mean, again, like I don't. Not much has changed for me. I'm kind of a, a homebody anyway. But like just having to stay at home, I've been drinking way more. Like this is not good. Like I, this God. is this is contributing to alcoholism right now. <laughs> and it's especially because like if you don't live with too many people at home, it's like oh, I'm just drinking home by myself, which I pride myself on not doing. I'm drinking by myself. <laughs> it has to be it has to be with someone, man. Whether it's with like. You know, or some some of my family members here, or my girl, whatever. If I drink by myself, and it's that, I feel like no, I ch- I can't do, I can't do it, man. I need to be in a social scene. So, but it's yeah. So far, when just if I just go to Total Wine, it's just like, damn, man, this is great. So if any of you guys have have a place yeah. around there, check them out. I'm giving them free publicity. Yeah. Can't believe this. Can't believe this. <laughs> I know. But we got You're bigger fish. Me, man. We do. The, big fi- the biggest fish will have to be Mr. Tom Brady. Um, we talked about it a little bit. Got our hopes up uh, as time went on. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I-, I don't think so anymore. I think we can close that door. Uh, but, I mean, he signs with Tampa Bay. Uh, I mean, what are your thoughts, man? The, the Raiders swing and miss here or we- they avoid disaster? Well, I think I well, I think they did kind of avoid disaster a little bit. I know I was I want to see it just because why not? I mean, I, personally, yeah. if you're looking from a long term success, it's it's not really Brady. I mean, he's better than Carr, sure, yeah. but I mean, it's, what are you looking at here? Come on, let's let's not. <laughs> Gruden loves his older players, but this is taking over the top. This guy's gonna be what 43 years old this season if this if the <laughs> season actually takes place. So I mean, a hey, good on Tampa Bay because at least if Jameis had not thrown at least maybe 10 of those picks, they're a playoff team. Could believe yeah. that that guy actually went thirty for thirty. He went <laughs> an ESPN thirty for thirty on a guy who went thirty for thirty. <laughs> that saga. They should probably make that now that that's a bunch of time. But no, I mean, come on, man. I told you there was. I told when Matt. I mean, when Chris first brought this up, when he, he actually was the original rumor starter. Let's give let's give credit <laughs> where credit's due. 
I mean, there, I told him there was. Come on, man. There was no. There was a hundred percent chance this was not going to happen. Of course. Yeah. You know, and one of the points, you know, other than just saying, hey, it's the Raiders. They don't get these players. But I one of the points that really hit home most personally, I thought was he he doesn't want to leave the East Coast. And look, it, it no. turns out that's why he didn't want to leave. He says, oh, I do. That's why I ruled out the Chargers. And that's why I didn't even give no credence to Vegas because he's an East Coast cat. And I know so yeah. many people keep keep on saying, like, look, Brady why not go home closer to the San Mateo or the Bay Area or something like that? That's why some of those rumors about, hey, he, he wants to go to the 49ers, even though it was a bunch of baloney. I mean, come <laughs> on, man. He, he's from here, but he, he he's a he's true in heart an East Coast cat. He's no yeah, longer I mean, the he doesn't claim him anymore, dude. Yeah, and I mean, he, it's been 20 years since he's been here. so Exactly. And even longer than that because he went to school in Michigan. But, yeah, I mean, I think – I, I definitely do think, and I mean, I, the thing I agree with Chris on, I think even, uh, you might have even said this, if Brady had wanted to be a Raider, he would have oh, been a Raider, but like, sure. like you said, like, but like you said, I mean, he's an East Coast guy at this point, you know, he, he didn't want to leave his son who lives in New York now, and that makes a lot of sense, although Tampa is further than New England is, but be what it be, but I mean, yeah, it was like, I, you know, I, I know they said, like, or Ian Rappaport said he only had, like, two contracts on the table or whatnot, and one of them wasn't the Raiders, but I, I honestly do believe that it was, you know, and the as things got closer, they kind of realized that Brady was not going to leave the East Coast, and it was like at that point, why bother? And I mean, I, I think the good thing is for a car is, or if your car to build your confidence a little bit, it's like the only guy that they were really looking to replace you with. I mean, maybe Mariota, and we'll get to that in a little bit later, is a six-time Super Bowl champion. So I mean, maybe that's a little bit confidence building. Like, at least they're not like it's not like we're still hearing them going after Jameis now. Which, <laughs> I mean. Would be a I kind of I kind of wouldn't mind that I think I kind of wouldn't mind that man I kind of wouldn't mind that no um no maybe because maybe if Gruden actually had a better track record of developing quarterbacks and cleaning them up but he doesn't so freaking Jameis we're getting thirty for 30, 30 Jameis even though he got that nice little LASIK eye surgery so I mean it's a, yeah. it's it's all a blur apparently to him so yeah I mean good I'm just glad we we're finally putting a bow on this because come on man this is never gonna happen so now the car stands the little car goblins I like to call them get the little <laughs> get the nice little sprinkle of teas and trolling to everyone who were who were hammering the table to replace car I mean come on man it, it never was happening it was just fun talk and yeah. it's probably gonna be even more even more outrageous takes now that everyone's in quarantine life and just mind boggled <laughs> that they're gonna try to figure things out. Um, but yeah, thank yeah. God it's over. I mean, he was never coming in the first place, but now he's a Buccaneer, so that's that's pretty weird. Yeah, I mean, and the one thing I do notice that like a lot of people pointing out that we're, you know, we'll we'll say car stands who are you know vowing to not bring in Brady is people are now pointing out that the the Bucks haven't signed anybody. But I was thinking about it, the Bucks have two top ten receivers, a good tight end, and OJ Howard. What really do they need other than a quarterback that doesn't turn the ball over thirty times? Like. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, you know, he, we've got to see more than what we saw last year on on tape, but from Brady. But I mean, the Bucks can be good next year. I don't think they replace the Saints, but I think they they're definitely going to be improvement next year. Thing is, I think but I saw that. If I'm going to be <laughs> go off track. I think the Bucks actually, what the defense was a top was ranked like in the top five, top six, or something like that. Yeah, I think there was even an advanced analytics stat of some sort that said. Um, their defense was easily a playoff caliber defense, I think. And the only reason why they were even out in the first place is literally because of Jameis turnovers. Yeah. Imagine I mean, that. 
Seamus had what seven <laughs> pick sixes? Like you're putting the defense in the hole, and then I mean, 23 more regular interceptions. Where yeah, I'm, I don't know the the field position stats off the top of my head, but that's not going to help a defense either. Like yeah. the defense gets better because they lose Jameis Winston and mm-hmm. get a guy that doesn't turn the ball over. So let's think about how good that defense was. That they had a quarterback that was putting them in terrible positions time and time and again, and yet they were still stout. Man, top yeah. top of the line to Todd Bowles. Man, that guy is phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Think about this now, and this is going to be a perfect transition to what we're going to talk about. You know, Jameis is no longer with the Bucks. Top pick, what was it, 2015, right? Five years ago, top pick. Yeah. Moving on. The next pick, Marcus Mariota, now moving on, and he's with the Raiders now. And we were talking about that interest a couple weeks ago, and look, now it it came into became reality now. Yeah, I mean, I I uh, sent this to Chris. I mean, I was stoked when they signed him. Because Marcus Mariota, I'm an Oregon fan. Marcus Mariota is my favorite college player of all time. So now I get to keep my streak going of getting backup <laughs> quarterback jerseys. And this time, unironically. So I'm stoked about it. I mean, I always like them. Is he going to be a backup still? Is he going to be a backup? I, I think week one. I think week one, he's a backup. I don't think. <laughs> I think, I mean, the, the worst kept secret in the Raiders building right now is that, you know, Marcus is looking to replace Carr or hoping to replace Carr. Um. But I think week one, Derek is a starter, and he's on a short leash. What do you think? For sure. And that's exactly what we talked about when if they do sign him, then what does that what does that signal? It signals, Derek, you better step the hell up because we have a guy who will easily replace you instantly. And we were talking about, what, what was it, about maybe if Marcus, if even he, if he has that drive anymore? Well, we're going to find out if he does because yeah. now it's his last chance. If this guy cannot make this work, he's going to either be a backup for the rest of his life or out of the league. Um, yeah. For him – Though it's it's gonna be interesting because now Carr needs to Carr needed this extra fire. He saw that little he saw the Raiders flirt with Brady a little bit, um, although nothing yeah. actually became concrete. And then they actually signed a firm, a former top pick in the draft. That that has to say to you, hey, you're on a short leash, buddy. You need yeah. to step up. You need to show me something, not just from your gameplay, but like show show some fire. Be a leader. Stop blaming yeah. everyone else for your plays when he always throws his arms up at the receiver <laughs> after some stupid play when it's like, hey, man, some of them aren't even their fault. It's your fault, and you shouldn't even be doing that. You need to pick these guys up and be like, hey, we got this and everything. Don't just do things to front. Be actually real about it. And so maybe that's something Marcus may, may be able to bring in. And then also he does have his, his leg game, so we never know yep. how that's something that might be intriguing. But, no, Carr is definitely on a short lease, and he needs to start picking it up. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like – it's kind of like you're taking two guys who are basically on prove it years and you're you're throwing them out to the wild and saying, okay, whoever comes back, he's he's our starter. Whichever one's the survivor, whichever one can mentally get through this, you're going to be the guy moving forward or at least for the rest of the year. And it, I mean, I'm excited about it. You know, like I said, I I have a hard time envisioning a world where Carr isn't, you know, the starter week one, not even just day one. I think, you know, I don't really think they're going to have anything dramatic happen in training camp and, and uh, in the preseason to change that. But, I mean, yeah. they get a guy to push him. Like you said, he's got uh, – he bring or Mario to bring something to the table with his legs, which Gruden has talked about a lot in, in recent years. And the one thing I will uh, I will want to point out about uh, Mariota is I remember watching Gruden talking about Mariota because the clip was floating around on Twitter now. And Gruden saying, change your offense to fit this guy's skill set. Mm. Well – Gruden, you talk about taking more deep shots and wanting more deep shots, but you haven't really, you know, I'll, I'll say it, you haven't really changed your offense to fit Derek Carr's skill sets. Yeah. So you're going to do that for Mariota? Like, it's kind of this is exactly what you said. Are you going to adapt or are you going to be the stubborn guy that we've seen the last few years? Be interesting yes. to watch. 
That's that's very that was that's exactly it's sketch. It's like almost okay. You had this whole time to do with Derek, but now you're gonna say eh. he's. I think he's just saying that because you know he he always says a lot of shit. You know it's yeah. like and, it, and it was we can't take you five years ago. Yeah, so I mean, I'm pretty sure he's probably even thinking about it now though. We can't yeah. can't discredit anything. Everything's on the table with Gruden. No one no one knows. I mean, but. Nothing, nothing wrong with this signing. I mean, I'm really interested to know what the contract details come out and why it's taken such a long time for it to come out. Um, yeah. But even even so, I mean, whatever. I mean, it's good that they got him. You know, now yeah. we have a potential quarterback um, uh, in, waiting in the wings. Um, you don't have to have a pressing need to draft one in the first round, though nothing. I mean, once again, everything's on the table. Maybe a second or third round shot at a at a at a quarterback. So uh, it'll be it'll be very interesting to see, especially you know Derek. This, if this can't get to Derek, then nothing else will. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure at least Gruden's t- try to challenge him. Although Gruden is one of the reasons why he's not excelling, because like you said, he's not really adjusting his own schemes. But once again, this is this point is like, hey Derek, either this this is my last shot, this is my last chance yep. to reach to you. And if this if this can't get to you, then nothing else will, yeah. unless a change of scenery is necessary. Yeah, exactly. He, or sorry, uh, Carr's definitely got to show some more fire this year for sure. And I mean, if this is light a fire under his ass, nothing will, like you said. All right, let's transition to a little bit to the class as a whole. You know, I think they did a really good job addressing the defense. I think if I'm going to assign a grade, I think the one that I've seen floating around that I pretty much agree with is that B, B plus range. You know, I would have liked to see them bring in another corner. I know you disagree with me on that. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, I think they did a lot. They improved at quarterback. They got their backup guy um, who's going to be a lot better than freaking Mike Glennon and Deshaun Kaiser <laughs> were last year. And then uh, they spent money on defense. And I think, you know, I, again, we don't have all the numbers, so it won't even out. So I think that. But I do think the, the cap um, differential between offense and defense is going to get a lot even, a lot more even. And they address – they finally – address that linebacker position so i'm gonna give it a b plus you know like i said could have been a little bit better i would have liked to see them bring in somebody other than eli apple in the secondary or as a corner but i'm curious what do you think i think we're giving him an a give him an a give him an a because you can't i I, for me personally i hate when i see teams overspend on free agents which is you know something that byron jones i'm so glad he's not a raider and you saw the money. The Raiders actually offered him that contract. Yeah. He actually offered him. They weren't in the running. Byron just said, nah, I'm going to go to Miami, dude. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> thank God they did not overpay for someone. Thank God they did not overpay for Corey Littleton. I mean, dude, we were just on this podcast talking about how, oh, he might cost upwards of $16 yeah. million. And they got yeah. this guy for, like, so much less than that. That's a mm-hmm. huge win. The Raiders definitely get an A because they address need. When you address need in free agency, you know what that allows you to do in draft? Go best player available, EPA. which is something I hate the Raiders never do in the goddamn draft. That's why you <laughs> draft players like Cleveland Farrell because he's a need fit. Like, fuck yeah. that. Draft <laughs> your best player, dude. Go for the fe- – swing for the fences. Get Finally change this team. Get that generational talent. What, you know, excuse me. That's, that's such a term that gets thrown out too much. Get that very good player that's going to make an instant impact for years to come. Not just players that are going to make an impact into a scheme fit for a coach who might not even be there for the season. Who knows? Anyone of yep. these guys can get fired. But I love it. Never overspend. You don't win in free agency. You address need. They got all these top, top – I mean, excuse me. They got all these pretty quality players, rotational. I know they took – I know Eli Apple doesn't – Swink doesn't turn the needle. I know Nelson mm-hmm. Aguilar doesn't turn the needle. But that, that's not what you need. You need – you still need to find depth. You can't address yeah. everything in the draft. And if you do address something in the draft, it should be those – Great talents. 
not in yep. free agency. Because if you allocate it to that one player, now you're screwed for that contract. Now we're all talking about, oh, he's not meeting the needs, stuff like that. Because a lot more times than not, free agency, free agency signings don't pan out. So I give them an A for this. They clearly had a plan, address defense. You know, you can't knock them for not reeling in Byron Jones, although I will congratulate them and say, mm-hmm. you're welcome. You saved, a well, you saved a ton of your cap space, and now you're able to allocate it to fill in the back end of your roster. So A, a for this team, they, they executed it greatly. And I mean, to go on, piggyback off your point on Byron Jones a little bit, I mean, well, for one, I just will, I'll point out that, well, now that Darius Slay is making more money, the Dolphins are now spending like $31 million a year on their two corners, which, I mean, hey, good for them. Get a pass rusher in there. They should have a hell of a defense. Mm-hmm. But I think the other thing that people you know, have been frustrated with is they saw Darius Slay get traded for a third and a fifth. And obviously that's what the, the Raiders gave up for AB last year. I was actually pretty happy about that, that they didn't give that up just because yes. I'm a big draft guy. Yes. Keep the yes, keep the draft capital. You can still use, you know, two of your thirds, maybe get back into the second if you really want. And I mean, obviously Darius Slay ended up being the highest paid corner anyway. So they would have had to break the bank and give up capital to do it for a guy that I mean, he's good, don't get me wrong, but he's also gonna be turning thirty either this year or next year. I can't remember when. And it's like well, if you're going to do that, you might as well throw in another million at Byron Jones. Like, exactly, and, and now have to give up the first round pick. So, so yeah, I'm, like, I'm pretty happy. With it. I'm so glad they stayed away from that Slay one. So many of Raider Nation is just so hammering the table, pounding the table. Just go get Slay. Like, no, don't give up draft capital and sign up to that big deal. He is 29 years old. There, there is a drop off in cornerback play once you eclipse 30 years old. It happens to everyone. It happened to Namdi. Happened to Darrell Rivas. It happens to all the great corners. Yeah. So I mean, I didn't, I didn't like that at all. If they were going to go for any corner once you lost Byron, you should have went for Chris Harris, which apparently they did. And Chris said, nah. So think about that. Two player, two yeah. good corners said no to you. What does that say about you as a team? What does it say about your scheme? Maybe I don't. I don't know. Why is it the Raiders can't get these top of the line corners and they're telling him no? Is beyond me. And of course, yeah. Eli Apple's gonna sign there because I'm pretty sure he didn't have many suitors. And so the Raiders <laughs> just like we have to fill out some way. I mean, all we have is Mullen. Um, bring in Apple. Maybe we can try to coach him up. Which like, I'm screaming for the Raiders need to do. You get paid millions of dollars as coaches. Coach some of these low risk, high reward players up and to make yourself look as geniuses. All right. So I'm so glad they stayed away from Slay. Yeah. And, I mean, they still have Isaiah Johnson, too, who, you know, missed most yeah. of last year with that injury. That yeah, can, nice that, He was a project. Yeah, and, I mean, he was a project last year and, I mean, can still develop. So it's definitely an open competition for that second cornerback spot right now. But let's move on a little bit to uh, – let's go start with your best signing there, Jose, because I think you're going to take the obvious one. Let's oh, take, yeah. let you take the look fruit. <laughs> well, it's just Corey Littleton, man, for yeah. sure. Finally – how long has Raider fans been waiting for this team to finally get a good linebacker? So freaking long, man. I swear. Yeah. It's just, and I just watching him, you know, watching Littleton when he played the 49ers when I was when I have to watch those games, I'm just like, this guy's all over the place, man. This guy, he reminded me of like exactly of a linebacker that would fit the mold with the Niners. And that's saying a lot, because I think the Niners have the best linebacking core in the league. And this guy is a flyer. He can hit, he can go sideline to sideline end zone to end zone i mean once again you know we did not we did talk about his knock about run defense but that's who who cares all right anyone can come up and play you just gotta give him a little here here and there tips and then he'll figure it out but the fact that he can get he can actually cover stoutly that means you can actually have that flexibility of potentially putting him on travis kelsey now personally i don't think he'll excel against travis kelsey although i did see most people don't i thought i did exactly although i did see 
that there was a stat that when he did go head to head with Kelsey in 2018, uh, 2018, that he actually held him in check for those 10 coverage snaps. But still, overall, I, I feel like he's not going to be an ideal fit, but it's still better than what the Raiders have ever yeah. in the last recent memory since Kelsey's been terrorizing the Raiders. Um, great signing. And once again, I, I love the value there. What is it? Just over 11 million that they got him for annually. And the guarantees are perfectly fine. Um, yeah, he's a great player. That's someone that, that is, and he's young and he's just, yeah, he's yep. just, I'm just glad that he's a, he, this is a player that you invest in, you know, young yeah. dressed impact and dressed need the glaring need. And look, Covers linebacker. Perfect, perfect signing for the Raiders. Yeah, I mean, the the deal was three years, 35 million with incentives. So just mm-hmm. under 12 a year. And the thing is, too, is there's no dead cap after next season. So on the off chance that he does have, you know, a couple bad years, which I mean, they gave him Marcus Joyner. They're giving him Marcus Joyner another year. They've got to give Corey Littleson another year, even if he has a bad year on the on the off chance. He does have a bad year next year. Um, so, I mean, they can cut bait after two years. I love that. Like we were talking about before, I thought he was going to get like Deion Jones money. We're talking 15, 16, 17 million mm-hmm. to get him for under 12. I was absolutely fired up about it all on board. Like you said, I mean, you know, maybe some deficiencies in the run game, but like we've talked about a million times, this is a passing game. And I mean, they get, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to butcher his last name, but Nick Kwiatkowski, we'll call him quit for the purpose of uh, the podcast. You know, he's, <laughs> you know, he's a guy that's like, He's solid in coverage, but he can make up for what Littleton lacks in and run defense. And I mean, mm-hmm. I, I was absolutely astounded by the, the Littleton deal. And I was surprised he didn't get another bigger offer um, somewhere else. Maybe he did dollar for dollar and the, the no state income tax in Vegas helped out. But yeah, that was absolutely the best signing. You go from Tyre Whitehead, who absolutely is garbage in coverage to someone who's the complete opposite, just what they need. And I mean, <laughs> I feel like Raider fans have been talking about of targeting Chris. Finally got the guy that we wanted. Like, finally happened. So Exactly. I'm absolutely. I think can't be way. more excited about it. Think of it this way with the Lilliton signing. The Raiders went from having 10 men on defense to now having 11. <laughs> yeah. Because exactly. that's pretty much that's the, that's the presence that, that Tahir Whitehead had in the Raiders. He wasn't there. Guy was Casper the freaking ghost. So thank God for Lilliton there. So it's almost like it's literally adding an extra player. No longer playing with 10 men. It's 11 yeah. men on the defense. Absolutely. All right. I'll go with my, uh, since you took the low-hanging fruit, I'll go with my <laughs> favorite uh, signing here. I'm going to go with Malik Collins. I was a little bit surprised because I thought he would have gotten a bigger contract than he did yeah. when they announced they signed him. But one year, $6 million, million and what they're calling a prove-it deal. But he had 48 pressures last year, and I tweeted it out earlier. 48 pressures would have led the Raiders' defensive line as a whole, not just ed- or not just interior defenders, but um, edge rushers too. And I mean, the guy had a hell, the guy had a hell of a year. He's like 25 right now, super young. That's why part of the reason I was surprised that they only gave him a one-year deal. Yeah. And I mean, it just bolsters this defensive line, and I think he, him and. Uh, Mo Hurst could be a couple young D tackles that could be really good, uh, really good at getting some pressure next year. And we're starting to see the the defensive line become a little bit of a strength, or at least a lot better than what we saw two years ago. Yeah, and um, yeah, that's a great signing. I just, I'm like you, I'm surprised that he only got a one year deal as well. But I'm, I'm I've been reading a lot that these players are taking one, two year, three, one, two and three year deals because of the new CBA that's been ratified. That gotcha. once they once that contract gets wrapped up. I mean, once their contracts are uh, are finally done, then they can get a new one and even cash out significantly more. So it behooves gotcha. them to do that, I guess. Maybe not so much in this deal per se, because I don't know too much about it. But some of them, it, it may be the, that case. Who knows? Because he is young, so he's probably banking on himself to even make more money. Yeah. So think about that. 
And um, yeah. talk about a hell of a hiring so far from going to Brenston Buckner to Rod Marinelli, already paying off dividends with that Dallas Cowboy connection, man. For the yeah. Malik Malik Collins, he he's a stout defender. I loved him. If he if I wasn't picking Littleton, I'm I'm right there with you that he's a good signing. I just I just wish him. It could have got him for a little bit more years, yeah. but maybe something capital, like you said, prove it deal. Um, but point is, great. He's gonna be a great sign. He's gonna be a great impact player next season. And um, hopefully that's an ideal way to keep Clean and Farrell outside of outside of the inside. <laughs> Yeah. So I mean, that's another way. And I mean, you brought it up, you know, obviously with having Rob Marinelli, obviously Rob Marinelli knows how to get the most out of this guy. So that's even makes the deal even better. You know, it's just hopefully he doesn't, I mean, it's going to sound weird. Hopefully he doesn't ball out so that the Raiders can't lose him next year. But I mean, you know, he may, may end up earning himself some money and hopefully he can be a good guy for, uh, for years to come now. Could also be a comfortability thing. You know, some players yeah. always go to where they're comfortable. I mean, that's, I mean, like I'm not going to keep using 49 references, but I just remind, reminded of Tevin Coleman coming to the Niners because of Kyle Shanahan. He saw how yeah. horrible it was in Atlanta once he left, and he comes back, and he's like, look, now he's a pretty solid running back again. So, I mean, yeah. maybe it's just something like, hey, I'm familiar with this guy. I want to stay there and just do my thing because I know it, it could be it could be a very big credit to Rod, Man- Rod Marinelli that Collins is doing that. He's saying that, hey, like yeah. I think I'm good, but I feel like I can't do much without you. So maybe he's has right. like a little tie to the hip thing. So that may be good for the Raiders' chances if he balls out and they want to just maybe, I don't know, extend True. him in the middle of the year. Who knows? Any, anything's on the table. Yeah, um, definitely. So yeah, that'd be, that'd, be a good, that'd be a good one. But overall, great signing both him and Littleton have been for the Raiders. And that's, yeah. what, that's, why, I'm giving, that's why this team, to me, got an A for, for going <laughs> to free agency. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to transition. I'm going to steal, steal the floor from you for a second, though, because um, I think it's a little bit smoother transition. But to my worst signing or the signing that I like the least, I'm going to go with Carl Nassib and not really for Carl Nassib as the player. I do like him as a player. Um, it's I funny. You know, we're talking about oh, I, I do. I, I, I just hate him. I just hate his name. You know, <laughs> it's just it's, it's personal. But no, uh Hate yourself because you can't pronounce people's names. <laughs> I got Nassib though. Nassib I can do. I would hate Kwiatkowski Say, a lot more. You said that, but you said that one fine. Kwiatkowski's fine. That's is not it, even that it, bad of a name. I'm just guessing. Is, I'm just guessing though. Is that actually how you say it? Oh shit! I thought it was. Hey, okay, never mind. Let's just keep going. I don't, I don't know. We're just, we're just spitballing then. We're just, <laughs> we're going just quick. We're just going someone, quick for the rest of the season. Someone of the listeners, please correct us. <laughs> yes, please. But back on uh, on Carl Nassib, I, I like him as a player. I think he's I think he'd be a good run defender. Obviously, he's got 12 and a half sacks the last few years. But the thing that worries me about him, you know, from a playing perspective is he doesn't exactly have a whole lot of pressures. You know, Malik Collins ended up actually having more pressures than he did. And he's kind of like that opportune guy. Um, but I do think he'd be a great fit for what they do. I do like him as a run defender, which I'm sure is part of the reason why they liked him. The thing that I hate about it, though, is that contract, man. It's three years, $25 million, and I know they have – it's only like 17 guaranteed, so maybe they have a quick out um, after a year or two. But, I mean, that's – like originally when I saw they signed Carl Nassib, my first thought was, okay, that's a good depth guy, you know, a guy that can mix in a little bit, run the passer, rush the passer, and, you know, be a fringe starter. And then I saw his contract. I'm like, okay, Ugh. he's the highest paid player on the defensive line right now at over $8 million a year. Like – that's a lot. And the thing that, you know, I know we're talking about it again before we went on air. What does that say about Cleveland Farrell? Because mm. I don't think you pay a guy $8.3 million a year and have him sit the bench. But by the same token, Cleveland Farrell's the second highest paid player on the defense. And I don't know if you take a, a number four overall pick, pay him $7.5 million and have him sit the bench. So, I mean. Yeah, that's a tough one, man. 
It sounds like maybe that they're going to have Cleland on rundowns and then Nazib on passing downs. But uh, maybe that's I don't know, dude. Your highest paid guy is is a third down player. Yeah, that's ah, that's. I, I, to me, this says we don't really tr- like as much as we want to say it. We don't really trust Cleveland because you're not going to sit Max Crosby. Nah, Max hell no. Nah. Crosby is going to start week one until he proves otherwise, unless he has a big drop out. So what this says to me is, you know, as much as we say we like Cleveland Farrell. We don't really trust him. We're a little worried right now because we just brought in another guy whose contracts now, unless they pick up the fifth-year option on Farrell, will expire at the exact same time. Yeah, so that's, this is not a good sign bad. for Cleveland. That's yeah. pretty bad. I would, I definitely would have been, would have. I'm definitely with you on that bad signing. Although I have a separate one from yours, but no, that, that's that's perfectly a perfect example of why he's a horrible signing or at least one that we deem as horrible or at least favorite because exactly what you said you were 17 million guarantee I'm, i want to focus in on that you gave 17 million guaranteed to this guy i think i had the most problem with because I, I can give a shit about his annual year you haven't given him a 17 guarantee like what the hell i was like who, when they first signed this guy i was like who the hell is carl nazib who's this guy is he even good <laughs> so i mean like I, i've never heard of them i haven't heard anything in like anyone talk about him and just throw out the season so i mean i don't know what the raiders saw in him um but i guess that what they saw is they saw an already finished a finished cleveland furl so that's exactly you're yeah. exactly right that hey what, what is it saying about this guy maybe and i i will keep hammering the table that he was a busted pick last season he's not a bust yet of course he's still can get better but this signing is not not really helping his case here. What I mean, come on, man. I mean, yeah. Once again, they, they played mean, him inside and out last season at a desperation of trying to find a use for him. So now that they yeah. found the finished, they, they pretty much found like an older, an older Cleveland Farrell, in my opinion. Yeah, and I mean, it, I mean, if say Carl Nassib does end up starting and isn't like an eight sack guy, then you know I'll change my mind on the signing. But then that's also going to tell me that you know. Cleveland Farrell's not going to be playing very good and yeah. that's or not playing very well and is riding the bench. And I'm kind of like, well, that as it's at this point, you can't gain with either one of them without losing on something else. You have your, you know, if NASA plays Wells and lives up to the contract, that's great. But that also probably means Cleveland Farrell isn't, you know, exactly. especially, I mean, I mean, we're talking about, or they were talking about, you know, putting Cleveland Farrell inside and playing him inside. Well, Again, circling back to Malik Collins, now that's not really an option with Malik Collins, Jonathan Hankins, Mo Hurst, uh, those three guys in there. I mean, it's it's yeah. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Like again, I think if Nassib ends up starting, it'll change my mind on the signing and ends up being you know like that eight ten sack guy, perfect. But again, like it's not a not a good sign when you sign somebody for a big deal after mm-hmm. drafting that position fourth overall year before. Yeah, I mean, this has. Gruden, this is a perfect example of having Gruden written all over it. And another, and a perfect thing of saying, reminding everyone, Gruden still calls the shots. <laughs> Mayock may be able to tap his shoulder, you know, maybe even well, be that, be that. I will be say that. Mayock, Mayock was like, I think Mayock, uh, and his, Mayock's son or something like that. And Nassib's son, like went to high school together and, and okay. Mayock had a lot of good things to say about him when he was drafted. But I, I see where you're coming from, you know, cause Nassib was a captain in, uh, in Tampa Bay too, was mm-hmm. a leader. And, you know, he does strike me as kind of that, like, Gruden grinder kind of type of guy that, you know, will grind out every single play yeah. and give you a lot of effort. But, yeah, I, I, I but I see where you're coming from. But. No, yeah, that's a perfect, that, 
like I said, man, perfect example of this was a Gruden hire because I can just picture Gunther saying, "Hey, he fits my scheme. Can we sign him?" <laughs> Gruden, okay, yeah. you know. <laughs> and so I mean, you know what else is another fucking example? Perfect example of a Gruden signing that I hated: Jason Witten. What the hell? Why? <laughs> Why? I don't, I don't get it. Leadership. What leadership? I mean, I. I See, this is the thing. Everyone sees a veteran player always get signed, and the knee-jerk reaction is always say, he can be a good mentor, da-da-da-da-da, leadership. You know, like, what the hell? Darren Waller doesn't need that. And then some people struggle to yeah. Foster Moreau. Like, okay, I'm pretty sure Foster Moreau was pretty fine last season, and year two he's going to be even better uh, so long as no – no, no wait, wait, did he tear his ACL, right? Or was it Achilles or – he messed it up bad. I think he tore his ACL and MCL. It was oh, an ugly injury. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, yeah so that's so that's 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 the more concern. Not let's go. Let's be concerned about his injury. I don't think Witten's gonna help yeah. expedite or make his injury better. So don't give me this crap about mentorship. You know, he's a perfectly Gruden guy. He's he's older. It's like literally, there's literally a resume form of how to gain gain Gruden's attention. And all these free agents probably fill it out. The, it'll probably the first question is, are you older than 35 years old? Yes or no? <laughs> the moment you put no, then he probably probably lights that paper on fire, you know? Because once you say no, I'm not there. He has a strange fetish for veteran players, man. And yeah. I just I don't. Maybe that was a Mar- Marinelli connection too. I doubt it, but this this just has Gruden written all over it. I mean, you pay him over four million dollars, and I think how much is it guaranteed? I think it was four million dollars. I think he has the it's- right to earn. Yeah, it's it's I, if I remember correctly, it's like one year, three and a half fully guaranteed. So he's yeah, he's, it's four he's million dollars. He's, he's getting four million dollars. Yeah, you're not yeah, gonna cut some guy just to pay him freaking three and a half million dollars as a camp body. So I mean, yeah. I, I don't know how he's gonna fit. I know he's decent. He's a decent run blocker and can you know come in in a pinch and some passing downs, but. Maybe now, now as, I, as I'm speaking out, I'm thinking about it that you reminded me about Moreau's injury. What if that's just just an extra backup option in case Moreau's not ready? Yeah, so that's that, that, that that's the only sense I feel like would make. Um, a Derek Carrier. I mean, they already had Derek Carrier. He wasn't bad. I mean, no. I, I I mean, shoot, Dar- Darren Waller. You know, he definitely needs to work on his run blocking. Witten's a little nice in between. Although Moreau's the better run blocker, I feel. Um, so maybe that's just more so, Hey, we don't know where this guy's knee at. It's not looking good. Or maybe they know it's not looking good and they already are trying to get a veteran player. So that way they don't have to worry about trying to build Moreau up and they can just put Winston in there instantly, or at least that's the hope. But still, man, I mean, oh, come on. I, I, I didn't, I didn't like, it. I didn't understand, it, especially not at that number. And then, and, uh, to your point about run blocking, uh, what was it yesterday or day before, um, they signed Nick O'Leary, who is a run blocking tight end. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think Nick O'Leary ends up making the team unless, you know, like Frost Moreau's injury is that bad, and somehow, you know, some miracle happens, and they or they want to get on, move on from Derek Carrier. But like, like you could have had Jason. What you're looking for, if you're looking for a run blocker in Nick O'Leary, just at like ten years younger. And it was funny, you know, I tweeted it out after they, uh, they signed Witten. I'm like, you know, sometimes. Gruden, you just can't teach an old dog new tricks, man. And is, he can't stay away from those aging veterans. And it's like, and someone commented on it, like, we need leadership. I'm like, you have a center who's in, what, his eighth year in his career or whatever, who's like a all-pro caliber guy who should be a leader. Then you have, at right tackle, you have the second highest paid NFL offensive lineman in, in uh, NFL history. That should be a leader. And they have a quarterback who's ending his seventh year as a starter. How much more fucking leadership do you need? Yeah, like, you, come you, on. You need to look at the point. quarterback. 
You need to look at the yeah, quarterback. Yeah. That, what is that saying? If if you're if, if you're gonna make the that comment about leadership, then you're pretty much saying, all right, so you're all, you're openly admitting that it's that it's lacking in it. So who is there to look at at? So excuse me, that's came out stupid. Now, who 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 would you look at at where the leadership is lacking? And to me, it's gonna be Derek because, like I said, when he yeah. throws up his arms after a busted play, I don't think that's that's not really leadership, man. You don't consider. Yeah. It's like when a running back. It reminds me in high school when our running backs. We like get get met at the, we get beat at the line, and they just they one of my guys one of my teammates like spiked the ball. He's like this fucking lineman can't block, and my coach is like, don't you ever say that to your lineman ever again in your career? Yeah. Don't you ever? That's that's like rule number one. You, you don't ever throw these yeah. guys under the bus. They're opening those holes for you. So the same thing with Derek. Don't do ever throw your teammates under the bus. They're doing it for you, trying to make you look good at the same time. So I mean, you know, with witness like that leadership. I mean, leadership for who? You know, yeah. what? what is yeah. there? It's not like this team is that young in the first place. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, like, like I think Vic, uh, Vic Tafur even tweeted out, like, save me the leadership talk on Darren Waller. He's already overcome, you know, his troubles in the past. And I mean, the guy proved it last year. The guy proved he can handle himself. Like, I don't I don't really get it. But, hey, Gruden's going to Gruden. Um, you know, my uh, fiance is a, a big Cowboys fan and loves Jason Witten. So now she oh, wants to go to a Raider yeah. game. She yeah, now she wants to go to a Raider game. So. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll <laughs> see. <laughs> Here comes a Christmas or birthday present, whichever one comes clo- first. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know, but I, like I said, at least now maybe I I get to take her to a Raiders game. We get to go to Vegas, <laughs> so maybe that's maybe that's what he's doing. Gruden's looking out for me here. Yeah, he's definitely looking out for your interests. But <laughs> exactly. I think I guess I guess I guess after today, I think we're pretty much putting a bow on free agency. Since like what what was what was we pretty much concluded that there's. Like what, like coin? They're they're nickel and diming at this point with the salary cap now after all the signings they made. So yeah, I don't think I don't think we can expect any more signings going forward. Not unless like, I mean, they already signed Al- Aguilar. What was it yesterday, Friday or Saturday or something like that? So I yeah, mean, the other day. Yeah, at this point, the, the the market's already crashing down for these players. So I mean, uh, there's no one else. You know, you know what? To, to end on this, I'm a little surprised they didn't try to resign Benson Mayoa a little bit, maybe. Yeah, but. I I mean I think. I would imagine part of it was uh, or Dion Jordan too, and I haven't heard oh, anything about him. Yeah, I would have loved to I, resign him, but instead they got Karan Azib. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is I, I feel like that money ended up going to NASA, but we'll, I mean, we'll see. I guess we still have some time. Maybe they're trying to feel out some offers or end up signing a low ball contract. But yeah, I, I was surprised by that too. I figured between Mayoa and uh, and Dion Jordan, one of those guys was gonna be back, but haven't heard anything either. Um, you know, and I do want to say this a little bit, go a little off script. Daryl Worley is another guy. Would you take Eli Apple over Daryl Worley, or I'd rather I mean, take what, Eli that, Apple. Just, just take see Eli what's Apple. There. I'd, I'd you think the door is closed there. shut? You think the door is closed shut on Worley? I, well, considering the cap, yeah, probably. Probably. Probably considering not, not unless this guy. I mean, I mean, look, what does that say about the fact that I think Worley's market just got really diminished when the Raiders signed Apple instantly. Instead of going for Worley. So now other teams are asking to scare off other teams. Now I'm like, whoa, this guy was already bad enough. Now the team's pretty much acknowledging that the Apple, they'd rather take a chance on Apple than him. So hell yeah, it's better. So I don't, Worley's probably not going to get signed until like the end of the week or until like the offseason really progresses and teams really figure out, hey, we need to fill out this debt piece or or something. So, you know, it's just, I think, I think he's done. He can't, he can't cover, man. I've been, I had hopes for him when they first brought him in from his, from his time when he was on suspension from, was it the Eagles or the Panthers, whichever team it was. So I had hope. 
Panthers, or he's with the Panthers. Then he got in trouble when he's after he signed with the Eagles, and then they yeah, Eagles right, coming. right, right. So once I was hoping that maybe something could happen there, but no, it's not there. I'd rather s- see what you have in Eli Apple. I'm always, I'm always on the side of hey, let's just see where the we where we can how how far along we can reach this guy's ceiling, or maybe maybe we're the ones best ones that can get get out of him. So like I said, yeah. these coaches get paid millions of bucks. Coach these fools up into good players. <laughs> yeah. We'll wrap up with this, you know, keep it keep it kind of brief. But uh, now that we've had free agency, like we said, you know, pretty much done. I think we were talking about it before. It looks like they only have about ten uh, ten million dollars left um, once the Mariota and Apple deals get uh, announced and whatnot. So, what would you say is the biggest need still going into the draft after free agency? Well, definitely wide receiver, uh, wide receiver for sure. Okay, my uh, second biggest. I forgot about that one. <laughs> wide receiver for sure um still cornerback for sure um and i wouldn't even mind looking at a potential one-two punch at running back a little bit you know um i honestly i was hoping that he still went on sign for content purposes for us i was gonna argue shoot go look at todd Gurley, john gruden go bring tom Gurley into the raiders because he would have been interesting the perfect in between of jaylen richard and uh, Josh Jacobs, where you can run him in the tackles, or you can get him, make him swing out and dump it off to him. So that would have been a perfect in-between piece. I mean, I wonder who they really are going to see to find. They do need to find that two-piece, a two-piece combination with Josh Jacobs. Obviously, that's what they wanted to do last season. And they couldn't do it. Um, but yeah, wide receiver and cornerback for sure still. So I, I, at this point, I honestly wouldn't even say, wouldn't even rule off like like even you mentioned number twelve being cornerback and number nineteen yep. being wide receiver, but. Who knows? Maybe they'll get flipped. Maybe it'll be something different. We never know with these guys, man. They yeah. always surprise I mean, us. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think uh, we were talking about it before. Is um, I mean, if we're going position again, I, I'm on the side of uh, best player available when it comes to the draft. But I think Off if you time. were locked on a position right now, I think I think um, at 12 you go cornerback, just position only, just because wide receiver. I feel like, especially now with the Cardinals getting DeAndre Hopkins. I feel like you're going to get a prize at 19 at wide receiver if you wait. And I think this is a deep glass. I think uh, Mayox even said that himself. You know, they have a, like something like 30 guys or something asinine number of, you know, one to thir- third round grades or first to third round grades. And I think, you know, we'll get close to the draft. But I think cornerback is going to be a big position at play uh, for them at 12 because I don't think it's as nearly as deep as wide receiver is. Yeah, so. that's going to be Can't a fight. That's gonna be a fun, uh, a fun episode to talk about what yeah. they should do. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, we'll get a get to watch the live studio performance at the draft. <laughs> Thanks to this coronavirus crap, but yeah. Oh. oh. All right, that's all we got for you guys this week, Jose. Where can the people find you? At Jay Sanchez SI. Get at me, people. You can follow follow me on Twitter at mholder95. Follow the pod if you're not already at sweetfly. Uh, Give us those five-star reviews wherever you can. Other than that, until next week.